Uh, in just a few days, so uh, December 10th, five days from now, Canada is going to be signing on to something called the UN Global Compact Act on Migration. And in a nutshell, this is a non-binding international agreement that is supposed to create what is a safe and orderly international migration process. And I had Chris Alexander, who's a former conservative and also a former immigration minister, on to talk about this on Monday. And I was surprised because he's in favor of this. Tarek Fatah is in favor of this. But it is certainly out of step with a lot of people, certainly on the conservative side, who say, no, 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 no. We have no business signing on to this agreement and allowing an international agreement to dictate our immigration policies. Andrew Scheer, leader of the Conservatives, demanded today that the Prime Minister not sign on to that pact. Here's that exchange. This compact also contains language around sensitizing and educating journalists on how they should report about immigration. Will the Prime Minister assure Canadians that he will not sign on to the United Nations Global Compact on Migration? Prime Minister. It's interesting, Mr. Speaker, in a uh, question about sensitizing journalists, he's quoting rebel media talking points. Mr. Speaker, we are going to continue to stand up for immigration, knowing that defending diversity is a source of strength and welcoming people through a rigorous immigration blah, system. Blah, 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 blah. That's the only talking point he's got. That's it. They only wrote him one because he said it now three times. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, the question's fair because several countries have pulled out of this thing. The United States has pulled out. Australia has pulled out. Poland, a number of European cities have said, yeah, no, this uh, this is not good for our national security. So this is now back and forth and a lot of name calling. On one side, you've got those like the prime minister who argue we need this because we're a immigration nation. We're, you know, we're generous. We're, um, you know, we're welcoming. And then those who are opposed to it are automatically called a racist, even if you ask questions. But if, like me, you are a little concerned about immigration, given the disaster that this government has created in our system. Look, I don't particularly trust this government to deal with any of our immigration issues, let alone those dictated by the international community. So I think it's fair to ask about it. Let's bring in Anthony Fury to this conversation because I'm now rambling because uh, he, of course, writes for SunPost Media. And I know, Anthony... uh, You've been writing about this. What is your particular uh, issue with this issue? Well, Alex, my main issue with this is this is just not something that should be done in an international forum. This is a national issue. It's a sovereign states issue. And these things should be determined individually by individual countries. Now, Alex, if this was just a bunch of countries sitting together to meet, to talk about their different experiences dealing with immigration, uh, both the legal economic programs we have that are are still really the the envy of the world, and to talk about our legal immigration problems, what to do with these border snafus that uh, many countries out there have right now, I would say, okay, well, I guess that sounds like a pretty good idea. And by the way, we already do that. Academics meet and discuss, bureaucrats meet and discuss. These things are already issues. What I believe that this will eventually result in doing, this, this, uh, this pact, is when countries meet, there will be uh, the more dominant countries, the more vocal voices, and the lead bureaucrats from the UN who say, all right, we've got this massive sort of flood of people coming from one place to the other. 
we're going to have to set targets. Okay, let's sit down. Let's set targets collectively. And it's going to be a lowest common denominator prevails situation. It's going to be people kind of bullied and pushed around and pressured to accept targets, not because they have internally determined them to be best for their own country and consistent with their own policies, but because it's a go along to get along thing. It's to push them to do that. And and it's obviously exactly what is going to happen with something like this. So is this a, what many will bid uh, say that is a bid for Justin Trudeau to get, you know, uh, in even better on a bid to get a Security Council seat? I mean, is this part of the deal with the devil that we have to sign? I would be very alarmed that he was going to lengths this far for Security Council seat that we know we're not actually going to do anything with value when we're actually on the seat. I mean, to uh, to essentially throw away a large part of our sovereignty when it comes to our borders. And let's keep in mind, I don't think the liberals appreciate this, but uh, but the point of the federal government is actually to do not very many things. It's just to manage the relationship between the provinces, to manage our borders and our national It's all security. going so well, too. It, well, yeah. And if you give away if you give away the borders, you've given away one of the few things that the federal government actually is supposed to do. And we're seeing major tor- turmoil in, in the United States and in various European countries. And, and look, Alex, this thing we have happening at Roxham Road, is it that big of a, of a deal, numerically speaking, compared to, say, what they have at the U.S.-Mexico border? No, it's not. But you deal with it now before it gets ridiculously right. out of control. But I don't think we're going to sit. If we go and sit at this U.N. table and we say, hey, guys, we got some weird illegal border problem coming. We're not too sure what to do. Third party agreement. What do we build a wall? What, what should we do with all of this? And then let's say other countries say, well, we've got some great ideas. Here's what you can do about it. Oh, then, then OK, we're going to have value out of this deal. First of all, Alex, we know darn well that's not going to happen. Second of all, what country out there is actually going to offer us something positive when it comes to border management? Germany? No. The United States? No. Any South American, Latin American country? No. I can't imagine there being anything that is discussed and agreed upon at this compact deal that benefits Canada as opposed to drags us down and makes our border situation worse. Okay, well, a lot of critics will say, well, this is non-binding, so look, we can get out of it at any time. <laughs> and then, and, and, and you know, if people like Chris Alexander and even Tarek Fatah, which I was a little surprised about, I mean, they think this is a good idea. Yeah, Tarek's argument is basically just that uh, wealthy countries are going to have to realize that people in in, uh, in in not wealthy countries are going to want to come and live in your country. So you're going to have to get used to that and you're going to have to uh, uh, make that happen. I disagree. I think part of the, the challenge in all of that is that's going to water us down and, 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 and whittle us all down to those standards if we don't have orderly yeah. uh, migration and orderly immigration that we are selecting. Well, if we don't continue using the, the system, the point system that has worked and made us such a success in immigration. Yeah, we need to work to we need we certainly need to do things to help other countries around the world uh, to be rich, to be more like us and to succeed in the way we have. And I, I certainly think that as being responsible global citizens, one thing that we should be doing is helping other countries uh, embrace Canadian values more and democratic capitalist values. Uh, that, that idea that this is non-binding. I mean, my favorite line in politics used to be there's nothing more permanent than a pilot project. <laughs> my new favorite line is going to be. Uh, you know, there's nothing more mandatory than a voluntary commitment. Because look at that Paris climate deal. That is, for the most part, a non-binding agreement. Alex, that is like a gun to our heads. The whole reason that we have all these scam uh, carbon deals, the whole reason we have the carbon tax, 
All of that is because of some agreement we signed in Paris. We got to do it. We got to meet our Paris commitments. I thought it was non-binding. Let's just, if, if the carbon tax is unpopular, which it is all across the country, why don't we just drop the darn tax? Well, we have these Paris commitments. I thought they were non-binding. Absolutely not, Alex. This thing is, uh, this thing is basically uh, handcuffs. And so one of the big, I think, um, con- bones of contention for people is is this, quote unquote, sensitivity and language cha- uh, training, which I think some people look at as censoring or, or, or shutting down, you know, anybody who, who would criticize this. Yeah, I'll quote from it. Uh, the governments must provide access to objective, evidence-based, clear information about the benefits and challenges of migration with a view to dispelling misleading narratives So in other words, no talk radio show can talk about any of this. Yeah, yeah. Misleading narratives that generate negative perceptions of migrants. And you go, what are you talking about? Like, I'm I'm pretty neutral on all of this, but I'll tell you, I've done reports and I've I've done investigations that I found that there are MS-13 gang members crossing at Roxham Road. Not all of them. In fact, thankfully, just a handful of them. But that's a problem. That's a negative perception, but it's reality. So what, you're not going to be able to report on reality anymore? That would be interesting. Well, yeah. Uh, so where do you think this is going? I mean, obviously, Mr. Trudeau is going to sign this thing. Is this, and Sheer has come out against this thing. So he's taken a position of this. So this does become part of the narrative because now you can already see it. Sheer is going to be painted as alt-right, Nazi, whatever the name calling begins. But right. where does this go? Once we've signed on, can we get out of it? Yeah, of the non-binding deal. (laughs) The problem is we we don't pull out of things. I mean, Andrew Scheer actually voted to ratify the Paris deal, which I think uh, Donald Trump uh, stepping out of the Paris climate deal was one of the single greatest instances of uh, of leader of political leadership that we have seen on the world stage in decades. It was something that Mm -hmm. absolutely uh, needed to be done, even though everybody was crying at him not to do it. So uh, you you know, Canada isn't even backing out of that deal. There are other things that we should. France is backing out of a lot of it. Jesus, I mean, they just canceled their their green fuel tax, so they can't even live up to it. Yeah, no, for sure, and and that's an effective way of them almost acknowledging. And I think Trudeau is going to step away from the carbon tax even more than he's already done because he has kind of done – he wouldn't admit it, but he's kind of stepped away from it in, in, in the worst possible ways already. Look, the the big thing that we need to watch for is when are they going to convene their meetings to actually sit and talk and devise their plans and their targets? Because the one thing they accept in all of this – and it's all part of uh, the, the, the climate change issue that, that, uh, that, that people are, are very obsessed with – that they believe that there are going to be many millions of people that migrate from one country to the other. And, and it's, a, it's like a phenomenon that you have to deal with as opposed to saying, no, you can't do this, which is something that historically, you know, post-1945, we've said, no, you can't do that. We acknowledge if there are disasters and so forth, people need to go to a different area. They need to avoid floods and, and, and droughts and so forth. But they're not just talking about that. They're also talking about economic migration. And they're going to want to sit us down at a table and they're going to want to say, okay, well, how are we going to deal with this? And is Canada going to be the country that stands up and says, well, what are you talking about? I mean, we feel for some of these people in these countries where where the GDP is low and it really, you know, uh, Donald Trump was vilified for calling some of them asshole countries. But, you know, basically those situations that they are in, um, are we going to say, okay, no, we can help out these people, but they're not allowed to just randomly uh, cross the borders. And the migration compact seems to really blur the lines between economic migrants legal immigrants, illegal immigrants, refugees. It's all just one big blob to them. 
Yeah, I mean, look, if 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 we weren't in such a ridiculous situation with the crossers at this point, maybe I would have a little bit more faith in this. I don't have a lot of faith in it, so we'll see where it goes. But no question, I think there's uh, going to be a lot of back and forth on this one. All right, it's definitely going to be something, and I predicted it on on Twitter. I said just the other day, watch out. Now that Andrew Shear's talking about it. A lot of folks in, in the mainstream uh, are going to have to acknowledge it. They're going to have to talk about it. And it's going to get a little ugly. And they're, they're going to play fact war games. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. It'll be interesting. Anthony, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Chat later. That is Anthony Fury, uh, who writes, of course, in the Sun Post Media. And uh, you get a pretty good explainer if you're not familiar with the issue. But it, again, interestingly, uh, like I was surprised that Tarek Fatah was for this. I was surprised that Chris Alexander is on the other side of this issue. Um, so we'll see where it goes, but there's no question it is being debated. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.